Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And Brett. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Uh, I think we're on episode 14 today. Yeah, I stopped counting. Yeah, we've been uh, through it 14 times already. You believe that? No, I can't. It's actually, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yep. Blowing through episodes here. Hopefully you guys are enjoying listening in and uh, and listening along with us while we talk all things ice fishing. Um, that's kind of our passion and we've managed to keep it going this far. Hopefully we can keep it going some more. Well, now we can finally be legit out ice fishing. That's this true. Is, this is first ice. That was the turning point. Des Moines, Iowa right now. Well, second first ice. Second, second turning point. Maybe uh, third first ice. I don't know. Depends on how ballsy you were that early October yep. or late October. Yeah. We, we weren't that ballsy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's finally getting to be steadily cold enough to make some good ice around the city and... And we don't have to drive so far north all the time to get out on some ice. And looking forward to fishing after work and yep, and doing our thing, getting into our jam. Yeah, I'm pumped to get out on Big Creek, Badger, uh, and uh, Copper Creek down here. Yeah, yeah, yep. those will be some sweet spots. Yep, get on a few fun. crappies. Can't wait. So yep. that's that's all coming up <clears throat> this season yet. So we're really getting into like what Brett said, the meat meat of our season where we're getting out on the ice. Um, today we're kind of pre gaming before the. Uh, the trip tomorrow. Yep. Do a little fishing tomorrow, uh, but wanted to get in the studio and record an episode and talk about a couple different things. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah. So I think the first thing we're trying to discuss are ice augers. Um, that's probably the most heated debate on the internet. Oh yeah. Um, in recent, probably the last two years, with all the technology coming out that just bolts right up to your drill. Um, then you still got gas. You got propane. Um, you got all electric units, and then you also have your drill units. Still got your handheld units. Yep. You got chipper blades. You got shaver blades. What do you do? You got you know anywhere from a four to uh. Or actually, I think you can get a three inch bit mm-hmm. all the way up to twelve. I think is the biggest you can get. I think a ten. Ten's biggest. Yep. I haven't seen anything bigger. But I mean, there's just so many options. How do you know what to do? What to get? Yep. Um. So that'll be a fun discussion. And we've been hearing from a lot of a lot of new guys. I didn't realize so many new people were so new getting into fishing. Um. Everybody's got to start somewhere, and they really enjoy take that for granted. Yeah, kind of breaking it down. So I'm sure this will yep. help kind of clear the uh, clear the way for for some of those options. Yep, and then also use that to segue into a little bit of basin crappie fishing. Hopefully, yep, awesome. Um, real quick, we got a little update on uh, our talk from recipes. Oh yeah, so I wanted to throw this out. Um, one of our listeners to the show, you know who you are, has a uh, a pretty cool recipe that we're talking about. Uh, you know, Grandma's recipes and and shore lunch, yeah, in particular, turning them out. This is actually uh, tuning up some shore lunch. So, Brett, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm in. I think uh, original shore lunch, not the Cajun. All right, All right. some fresh cracked black pepper. Fresh cracked. How loud does does it mention how, uh, amounts at all? Nope. Okay. Eyeball it. Yeah, I'm into that. Lowry's. Oh yeah, yeah. Cracked pepper and Lowry's. Okay. That's all you use. But wait, there's more. There's the special grandma sauce, which is uh, two thirds Miracle Whip and one third milk, a teaspoon of sugar, and some Cajun seasoning. That would be your tartar sauce. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was listening, I'm like, what the hell could Miracle grandma sauce milk. probably be, possibly be? <laughs> so you're, you're cooking them and then you're dipping them in this concoction. Well, that that would be more, I would say, like a tartar sauce kind of dip along with your fish. Huh. Yeah. And he I'm also specifically said um, his grandma buys shore lunch in a 50-pound bag every year. Ooh, how'd she get hold of that? 
Get with it, me after I the have, show. Sometimes I have a hell of a time finding <laughs> Cajun shore lunch yeah. in stores. Yep. So if I could buy a 50-pound bag. Yep. Uh, I'd be like Costco kind of thing. I'd be into that. Oh, maybe I just got to buy it direct from Or like supplier. a food service or something. Yeah. Or but yeah, a 50-pound bag, that's serious. Yeah, that is serious business. So, but grandma's sauce, give, give me, throw that at me again, just the ingredients. Two-thirds Miracle Whip. Okay. So ratios. Two-thirds Miracle Whip. Third of milk. A teaspoon of sugar. And teaspoon some Cajun. Sugar. Needs more sugar, huh? I like the Cajun put in there. Yep. So Spice her up a little bit. That's going to be a fancy fluffy. sauce. That's going to be a fluffy dip. Yep. Huh. Pretty cool. So, yeah, thanks for that recipe. Um, yeah, something I never thought about, tuning up some shore lunch. Yeah, I Lowry's. mean, you just put, put pepper and Lowry's yeah. in it. I mean, it's basically salt and pepper. That's not the end of the, That's not groundbreaking. But what's groundbreaking is grandma's special sauce. Yes. <laughs> now, we can make that instead of trying to go to the store and buy tartar sauce all the time. That's what I thought. Those are not tartar. That's not tartar. That's not anything even close to tartar sauce, man. Tartar sauce is mayonnaise and relish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Miracle Whip and milk. Same thing. Just a little runnier. Is it Miracle Whip like whipped cream? No, Miracle Whip is like the alternative to mayonnaise. Isn't that mayo? Kind of. It's a sweeter version of mayo. Oh, I was thinking. No, I was no. thinking. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, whipped cream. I was like, no. holy shit. <laughs> No, so Miracle Whip would be the alternative to mayo. Oh, I'm a Hellman's kind of guy, so yeah, I don't, I don't so know anything about you know, that. You've never heard of it. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, just a little update on some recipes. So I thought that was kind of cool to throw in. But, yeah, coming up uh, after the break here, we'll talk some augers and some crappies. That's coming up next. On the Short Rod Show. Hey, Ben. So I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing, and they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, they're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get it 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com and tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh yeah, the Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Welcome back, guys. I'm glad you stayed with us through the break. Uh, So, yeah, Ben mentioned earlier we're going to talk a little bit about augers. Um, so I'm going to kind of segue, segue us into that, um, to start with, you know, I'm, I'm just starting out new guy. Um, there's a hell of a lot of options on there. Uh, currently budget's not a concern. Ooh. Ben, where are you going? Budget's what are you not a concern. What are you buying? This is, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if budget's not a concern and you're looking, say, you know, you like ice fishing. Yep. You're okay. going to be into it. You're going to be into it. I would go straight strike master 40 volt. You're going 40 volt. Just getting eight eight inch, like it's it's pretty well proven now. It's going on. God, what, you're three a fanboy. You said budgets on un, un. Yeah, I was gonna go with the Ion. Doesn't matter. I was the, gonna go what, Ion. The Ion G two. Yeah, 
man. I don't know. If, like, we talked about the plastic auger bits. Yeah. A little bit. I'm not sold on those. But the that's Strike Master 40 volt, yeah, that comes with the composite one. Yeah. The fancy one. So does the 40 volt now? Well, you, you No, I don't think you can buy it specifically with it yet. With the light flight yet? You no. can buy it from Reed's in their package deal. Oh, okay. I did see it in the reads. I yeah. thought they came with it. But, I mean, really, when you're talking about something that is going to hold its value, hold up, drill a ton of holes, and just be easy. I mean, you throw a battery in, you press the trigger, yeah. you drill holes. Yeah. Um, if you're getting into it and money is an option, and you know, an object, which it is for most of us, yeah. let's face it, um, there's nothing wrong with a hand auger. When we're around here, oh yeah, that's, that's what I started with, a five-inch laser. Got me through. I figured if I'm going through even a couple feet of ice, I can auger through that with a five inch. Yep. You know, I think you were rocking the eight inch yeah, hand. Yeah, running the eight inch hand for, you know, probably five, five six years ago. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I, before I finally got yep. a, something with power. Yeah, um, and even now, like for a, tw- a $20 drill adapter, yep. that'd be the way to go for hand. If you have yeah. any kind of drill on hand, I mean... There's guys on online using the cheap drills. Yeah. Somewhat getting by. I mean, it's not ideal, but yeah. that gets you through. It may, say you drill 10 holes with it and yep. your battery dies. I mean, that's really going to depend on the kind of fishing you're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you're kind of the weekend warrior kind of guy that you go out maybe three or four times a, a year or you're fishing, you know, farm mm-hmm. ponds, you really don't need to go out and buy the $200, $250 heavy duty XR or fuel mm-hmm. drill. You can get by with your. $70 Hitachi or mm-hmm. uh, Bosch or whatever. Or, yep, Menards um, brand, whatever. Porter Cable, they make a pretty decent brand also. But, I mean, like the guys one. that I've seen, you know, kind of making, poking fun, honestly, at other people. Yep. Buying, going all out. Everyone's got, you know, talking about the fuel drills from Milwaukee and DeWalt yep. and all this. And, I mean, really, back when I first started with my hand auger, if I would have had any kind of drill and I could have drilled 10 holes. With that drill, that would have just been... That would have been it. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, I saw uh, another thing, if you're thinking drill stuff and you don't want to go out and buy an expensive drill, if you have an, uh, a generator handy, just go <laughs> pick, take your corded drill, <laughs> freaking hook that sucker up, there you go. plug her into the Jenny, get yourself like a 100-foot cord. Yep. Then you're... I mean, you can get a you know, 200-foot from one end to the other of yeah. that circle. Maybe plug it into your truck. Yeah. You have, you know, some trucks Dude. have that in the bed and plug there it right in. Money. Yep. So you got a $50,000 truck powering your $15 Menards drill. Hey, man. Running an auger. <laughs> got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, the technology so far with drills and just electrics in general, Yeah, that's what's really taken everything over. Yep. And gas augers, are they're not obsolete by any means, but they're becoming more obsolete the further south you go. Yeah. Um, to By the time you get down here... You don't need you it. You don't need it. No. I mean, you. it's kind of nice to have, but... At the same time, that's kind of what I run as a backup now. But if you don't have anything, like oh yeah, if you're just like, hey, I don't have a drill, hey, I don't have a bit or an auger, mm-hmm. what should I do? I'd go gas. If I if I'm not going a whole hell of a lot of times, mm-hmm. you can pick up a gas auger for a hundred bucks anymore. Yep, um, a nice for, one on Facebook, Craigslist, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, people are just trying to offload them anymore. Yep. And two years ago, those same people were asking three hundred dollars for those augers. It's all of us guys that are getting rid of our. Yeah, gas going stuff to, and just going to drills going or going to electric. To electric and and that's what you can benefit off of, yep. absolutely. I mean... The the one thing, too, about augers that, I mean, it's 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 a necessity. 
Yep. Like you really can't go out. You can go ice fishing without it. Early but ice. You're, you're at the well, or you're at the mercy of other anglers. Yep. If you're out helping and you're you out, well, or you just run around and scout holes. Yep. Punch them open a little with a spud bar. Eh, that, axe. that can get you by. You can get by with an axe. You can do a lot with an axe. Well, there's that setup on Facebook that oh. had the axe. Yeah. The, the little hatchet. Yeah. It's a complete ice fishing setup and had a couple schoolies, a hatchet, and what a bucket and a drill bit and a drill bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, half inch right. drill bit. Yep. For, I don't know, checking ice thickness or something. Yeah, for like 45 bucks. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can go. Um, really, for, for us, the drill setup's been really yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the ideal way to go if you already own a drill, which I don't know how a male human being <laughs> that beyond the age of 25 does not own a cordless drill yep i mean I, I understand people live different lifestyles than i live there's a lot of people that live different lifestyles but, than we uh, do. that's just a staple in the garage i mean i've always even before i even thought about ice fishing i was gonna have yep. i always had a cordless drill and i don't care what you have for a cordless drill they're gonna work a lot of it comes down to kind of how you use it yeah. and operator running because yep. um, you hear a lot of people talk about oh i, I smoked mine after three holes i did this and that that's probably because you were pushing the shit out of that thing, trying to drill that hole as fast as you can, or you had doll bits. Oh yeah, or doll blades. But I think too with that, if you're gonna, if you are gonna use a cheap, cheaper-ish drill, yeah, you gotta be careful with it. Don't. Well, I wouldn't run a laser auger necessarily, like an eight-inch. You don't just go right to an eight-inch laser. No, no, laser. no, no. No, I'd go because something that drag. is aggressive. That's yeah. that's digging hard into that ice and putting some. some I'd go five-inch. Yeah. Maybe with uh, like an Eskimo style uh, aggressive bit. I think uh-huh. of too, like you're drilling holes through wood with this, these drills. Yep, they'll do like a three and a half inch, you know, hole, yeah, hole at bit. least. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, all day. You know, same kind of deal going through ice. Um, Just but yeah, you want to have a sharp bit. Really, drills are 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 taking off, and everyone's pretty much running drills now. There's yep. The yeah, going to your tournament on, on whether bit even. yeah, there's a debate on whether you use the side handle on it or no clam handle plate. or the clam plate. And in talk in well, just seeing the angling buzz recently had a video on the uh, on the merits of running small augers, specifically like a four or a five inch auger. Yep. Um, just running around hunting for tournament anglers. So basically, you just want to drill a hole big enough that you can squeak a hole, squeak your yep. lure down, or primarily you're running a camera down there. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So that that was kind of neat. Just the less ice that you're drilling, the better. Yep. Um, in, in their in their minds because it's faster and you're using less battery and yep. you can drill more holes and it's easier on you too. So when you're running around the, the lake all day, yep. you're less fatigued. And that comes back to auger or uh, operator you know, use and how you're using it. If you're a guy that's chasing basin crappies and you're drilling two or 300 holes a day, mm-hmm. you need a little different setup than if you're a guy that's, hey, I'm going to go set up over a brush pile. We're going to relax and we're going to bring the grill out and we're just going to hang out for the afternoon. Yep. We're you're drilling a max of 10 holes. I feel like that's how most people fish, um, too. You know, and seeing people yeah. out on the lakes we go to. Don't overthink it if you're the yeah. if you if that's yeah. your situation where you're just going out there to drill yep. some holes and hang out and have a good time during the day yep. um, with your family, uh, friends, whatever, and you're just hanging out and grilling and re- enjoying the yep. afternoon outdoors. Don't overthink your, your stuff. Yep. Uh, really think about it when you're going hardcore. You're getting after it. You're drilling two or three hundred holes in a day, mm-hmm. um, and you really need to rely on that stuff to perform. Yep. Um, and and with that too, let's let's talk a little bit. If people don't know the the difference in auger blade styles. 
Yep. There's there's two main types. Yep. So you have um, kind of the basic type, which would be your chipper style blade, and the chipper blades are tough as nails. Yep. I mean they you can <clears throat> you don't really have to worry about um, getting you know setting them down on things and you know being running into stuff being with careful them. too yep. much with them. Um, they basically well describe what it is a little bit. The chipper blade has extra serrations. What in am the I blade, looking basically. at when I hold that bit upside down? What does a chipper blade look like? Chipper blade is going to be like more looks like a saw blade. Yep, it's, yep. it's going to be kind of have a comb on it. Yep, and it's going to be one blade. Yep, I don't think I've seen any augers with two chippers on them. No, two blades. No, they can. I think. Have you can. seen auger chipper and, blades? And some of them run like a hybrid. Oh, okay. Like the pistol bits, kind of a hybrid one. It's got and and the the no, new pistol the, bits on. The strike, the strike master light flight has a little serration to it too, but not as aggressive. That's not chipper blade, though. Not that, as aggressive as a, a chipper blade. That's not chipper. Yeah. It's close, but the, that's mainly made for the guys that are running out, like South Dakota guys running sand that gets blown across the ice all the time, running dirty water, dirty water. Maybe you hit the occasional tree branch. Yep. Um, you know, it's stuff that dulls your blades. That's when you need a chipper blade. It yep. might be a little bit slower. But it's gonna last forever. The guys that are just out there drilling, like I said, five ten holes, and I'd you're go down, chipper, chipper. Yeah, because then you don't have to worry about it next year. You don't have really. You don't have to worry about it every. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cut pretty well the same. It's not gonna be the fastest on the er, on the earth. Yep. But it's not gonna dull and go slow with on you either. Yep. Um, the alternative to that would be the laser blades yep. or Mora, which they are sick. They are they take bites out of the ice. Oh yeah. I mean I you're mean, yep. chipping. Yeah, it's, it's a shaver blade, basically. Shaver. Yeah, so shaving, it, that's it's, the word I meant. Basically, you think of like a snow cone where you're shaving ice down in layers. That's yep. exactly what it's doing. Um, and it'll rip through ice like crazy uh, and is not tolerant of dirty ice, nope. of hitting branches. Um, you don't set it down on concrete. Yeah, don't throw it around. If you get that pitch knocked yeah. off just a little bit, yep. it's not going to cut anymore. Yep. Um, and Hard then, to sharpen. You can't, you no, can't you sharpen can't. I don't think you can. I mean, you get that pitch. They can. They that pitch can, has but. to be so perfect. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot if you think somebody can yep. sharpen them. You're not really out anything, but. Yep. Um, so what's a sure sign that your blades are getting dull? So if, if you're on a hand auger, you notice it right away. Yeah. Where that's where you have increased effort turning the blades. Um, maybe it's having trouble starting a hole. You, yeah. You, you start yeah, turning and it's kind of wobbling around. around all over, not really grabbing. Yep. Um, that's a good sign. Um, and then too, really, I mean, you can kind of. I wouldn't say run your finger over it. Maybe put a glove on and kind of feel how no, sharp don't, it is. Don't even say that, that, dude. You don't run your finger over what it. What the but... fuck? <laughs> don't put your finger on that. You're going to cut your dang finger off. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, what I, uh, actually, usually for me, when a, a sure sign that's getting dull is when you're talking about you're shaving that ice mm-hmm. is when those chunks start getting smaller. When you're actually making snow oh, cone sure. looking like ice. A chainsaw. Yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're, if you're, turning it and cutting and you're getting good sized chunks that are flying out of there that that's sharp those blades are sharp but if you're starting to get it and that ice is starting to look more like cone snow cone ice mm-hmm. then your blades are getting dull yeah also. sure yeah it's more like yeah because you're not the ice then you're not cutting as it. deep anymore you're just yep brimming around no you can tell if there's a chip in your blade that's how you tell yeah <laughs> i can't believe know. you run your thumb oh, yeah. over that yeah jesus you never do that when you're sharpening a knife yeah i don't do it sharpening over those freaking blades <laughs> it's a it's a knife blade basically so just some things to think about on those on that style if you're if you're buying an auger yep. you know know what style you really want to go with yep. most most common would be the laser style uh, but there's a lot of chipper guys too that are if, 
you're reopening old holes. We didn't really talk. Yeah, about yeah. That, ripping but. old holes or in ice house or in a hut yep. or a ice castle or a yep. hard sided house. house. Yeah, yeah. And that's really too revolutionized. Staying in a hard house is electricity. That way, you're not yep. smoking out your hard house anymore. Yep, exactly. So speaking of smoking out your ice house, let's you want to talk some gas and propane options. Yeah, I mean, I only really know about gas. I've never yeah. run a propane. I've never run a propane, but I know they are they're a four stroke engine. Yeah. So they have a uh, you know most augers have gearbox oil that you really never change, no. and then they they have no other oil. You mix it with your gas. Yep. Um, but then four stroke propane engine will have a crankcase. You fill hmm. it up with oil. You change the oil in it. Um, they, I mean, they I see, supposedly run pretty clean, so I don't think that. I mean, I see the value much. in those. I mean, if you're already taking out those propane tanks with yeah. your buddies and stuff, you already got, or your Mister Buddy heaters, you already have those one yep. pound cylinders. I see where that that value came from, um, but that's expensive though. Yeah, compared to what just straight gas would cost you. Yeah, I don't know. Expensive. I don't know how pound. efficient it runs. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that tank, of, that one pound cylinder, will last you all season. I don't think so. I was thinking it was maybe. 40, 50 holes. Oh, no. It's got to be longer than that, doesn't it? I don't think so. Oh, shit. Cause yeah, that's, that's not very good. Yeah, a gas auger will run probably about the same, maybe some more, on a tank of fuel. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe not the end-all, be-all option, the propane, but they're still selling some. Jiffy has one, Eskimo. Yep. I mean, gas is still the tried and true, proven. It's going to last. Yep. It's going to run no matter what, um, as long as you keep that motor up to snuff. And I think uh, Strike Master still has their Strike Light, the Honda Do they? powered four stroke, you know, lighter version of their gas auger, but they might not even be selling that now. I don't, I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen a Strike Master gas auger in a long time now. Yep, not a new one. No, I think Eskimo and Jiffy are about the only ones left yep. that sell gas. Yep, but it, I mean, as far as brands go, I can't talk to too much of that on the gas side. I mean, I have an Eskimo. I've got uh, a Strike M- Master M forty three. You have the old Strike Master. Yeah, solo. Yeah, I mean that engine's bulletproof. Yep. it's always started. It's it's two start two poles, no matter what. It could be negative ten degrees out. It could be Just thirty amazing. degrees. <laughs> two poles, no matter what. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, one thing I will mention that helps a lot if you're running a gas auger. Um, it's worth it for me personally in small engines just to buy the premixed fuel. Oh yeah, and, and I true say fuel that all the way every time. Either true fuel or. Husqvarna makes some, Steel yeah. makes some, um, you know, whatever your hardware store brand is, is going to be 100% no ethanol. Yep. And that's important for long-term storage especially. Stabilized. It's already stabilized. I mean, I have stuff that's been in equipment for three years. Yep. You know, that gets hardly any use, and it'd go out there and start right now. Yep. No problem. It's precisely mixed, especially with that kind of equipment. Sure. Yep. Uh, with your augers, I mean, they're only being ran three four months out yeah. of the year and then I'm, they're sitting you're not using gallons of it no yeah you're you might top i couldn't imagine somebody going through more be more than four or five tanks mm-hmm. that'd be a, a lot mm-hmm. of digging yep but i mean i think i've yeah. only ever gone through two two so, cylinders in a season yep and same thing and if you're thinking like string trimmers and chainsaws and yeah, all your other it runs stuff. on everything oh yeah works yeah. good anything um, that takes 50 50 fuel that's kind of been a groundbreaker for me just in in my own life running equipment because yep. I love working on stuff, but I just hate when stuff doesn't work when I need it to. Yep. So you go out to your chainsaw and you need to cut something and you can't because the, gummed up, the carb's gummed up. Yep. Carbs so you spend all afternoon tearing the carb apart rather than doing what you want to do. Yep. So as I become older, I do a lot of more you of that. become wiser. 
wiser to that um, kind of mentality. Yeah. So that's where the premix fuel is really handy. Yep. So, yep. Um, but yeah, there's nothing. I mean, you can't. You can carry some batteries with you, or you can carry some fuel with you. Either yep. way, you can get through a lot of holes on not a lot of resources yep. with these augers. Yep. So let's get to. I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot, unless you have something else you want to talk about, gas augers. Uh, let's go bit size. Oh, yeah. So you got a wide range of, yeah, like you said, 4-inch to 10-inch. Yep. And I'm just going out there to the local lake fishing. Yep. What so, kind of bit so do I want? So the most common, 6-inch, 8-inch. Yep. Hands down, the By most f- common. You can find blades anywhere. Every yep. company is going to make a 6-inch. They're going to be in the store. Inch. They're going to carry those blades in the store. Yep. Um, as far as, like, powered augers go, 8 inches the most common. King. Yep. You know, um, and really... If you're, it depends on what kind of fish you're catching. You're farm pond fishing, bluegills and crappies, five, six, seven, eight inch. They're all going to be fine. Yep. Um, it depends on if you're wanting to run an eight inch hand auger. It's a lot more work than yep. a five inch hand auger. Yeah. See, that's the that's where you need to think about how you're powering that yep. auger. And um, as you think about it, an eight inch hole is much more ice. Yep. You're removing much more ice than a five inch hole. Yep. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's twice as hard. Well, it's actually more than my, twice it's definitely more than, than twice as hard. Yeah. So think about that when you're uh, when you're eyeing the the size of the hole. Really, yep. I used to run a five inch all the time. My hole would freeze up a little bit faster. That's the downside. Yeah. That's why I didn't really like running. That's why I liked running mm-hmm. the bigger holes because your holes didn't freeze up. Yep. But with that, you know, there's I haven't caught a crappie that would not get through a five inch hole. No, no, I don't think I've hardly ever caught a fish I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't yep. at least force through. Um, we Brett and I kind of settled on the seven inch size. Yeah, just as a really good compromise for tournament fishing, where yep. um, we can we know we can get big fish through. Um, the hole is not going to freeze up. Yep, as quick. See, that's one thing I'm curious about tournament guys that are pan fishermen uh, that are running these little holes. So they're running four four or five inch holes mm-hmm. in the dead. I mean, it's dead ass cold out there. How are those holes just not instantly freezing up? Yeah, they're they're doing the five minute rule. Got to nope. be. Those dang holes will freeze up in the end too. I know. They're I don't know. They're they're using the ice defense. Like, yeah, the up. ice defense would take up the rest of the area of the hole. <laughs> exactly. I wonder about that. Yeah. So I I made a little homemade ice defense this uh, this week. So I'm anxious to try that out tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes on the next. Yeah, episode. we'll get into that next episode. Yep. Yep. Share the details on it. Yep. Um, it's kind of neat. Yep. Neat so idea, what so. what what situation would I ever be in that I need a 10 inch auger? Well, see, the wheelhouse guys like that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's because it keeps the hole open. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of 10-inch augers because you my, can fall through that my sucker. foot's gone through a 10-inch hole. Oh, yeah. And it's not fun. No. And it takes just very little bit. It's skimmed over a little bit with a little bit of skim ice and a little snow on top blown yep. over. Don't even you see You can't it. tell at all. Yep. So then you got this guy punching 10-inch holes all over the lake, and yep. you're stepping in them. Yeah, you're not running and gunning with a 10-inch hole. That's, yeah, you're in a house, nope. and you're setting up there for a while yep um overnight i think is what a lot of it is yep. it's an overnight kind of hole where you don't have to go back and redig because i mean mm-hmm. over time those holes will shrink yep even when your house is sitting on top of them yep but i mean that's some serious serious real estate yep with a 10 inch hole yeah you don't catch them you can the diameter yeah. of that so what situation would i find myself there. that i need a four inch hole then we'll go the opposite spectrum four inch hole so why would i want that i mean you can you can fit pretty much any bluegill through a four inch. Yeah, um, and that's really what guys are are looking to do: less effort, less ice, going fast, going fast. Um, I probably I'm sure it does drill pretty fast. I, I oh, can't yeah. imagine it's not 
that big of a difference between a four inch hole and maybe our seven inch holes yep. the way we drill them with with a clam plate and a and a drill on there if i'm a guy that's going out with a hand auger i'm thinking hard about ordering online four inch auger mm-hmm. especially if i'm new and i'm just going to go run around out there there's still a stigma around it too and i've i ran into that too where i was like man what if i catch something i mean it big? is awfully damn small hole but uh, the, the difference between a four and a five is pretty good size yeah five is like okay i can get something pretty i can get something through there. there yeah four is like oh shoot that's that's yeah. gonna be tough <laughs> but if you do catch something like that what do you do i mean you're basically getting your auger out trying to drill an adjacent hole to it connect them no. which on a laser is very hard to do just grab it it'll come out yeah just manhandle it yeah it's good if good you on fit the fish. Your hand down there yeah yeah you hardly... yeah i mean maybe keep that one yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go but yeah really auger size it it just depends on what you're trying to do it you go bigger it's going to be heavier use more battery use more gas use more Effort. But it's gonna stay open longer. Stay open longer. Um, you can catch bigger fish through it. So yep. Or you run three, four augers. Like yeah. Tournament like guys your buddy. Does. Yeah. Stack them up on the quad and get your twin. Well, four that's about ones. you are now. You got an eight inch auger. You got a four in, or a t- seven, and you got six, and you got a four, don't you? Oh, I got or a five. I have an eight. I have a seven, and I have two fives. Two fives. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yep. But really, the seven is that's where it's at. Yeah, that gets 90% of the work. Yep, Brett and I are both around the lasers. Yeah, so what? how I came the across that auger. decision that I liked, I mean, you're the one who bought that 7-inch auger and running it. It is a beautiful combination of having uh, that 8-inch hole is just a little bit big that you really don't need that big of a hole. Yep. But that 6-inch hole, I just found myself, it was freezing up more than I wanted it to, and it just wasn't quite what I wanted. But so that 7, I really I really like oh, yeah. that 7-inch hole. Sweet spot. Yep. Yep, so that's good. I really liked it. Yep. And I've, it's not that I've ever felt that I couldn't pull a fish out. Like, mm-hmm. I was afraid I was going to get a fish that was too big. I wouldn't be able to get through a six-inch hole. It was. Yep. They were just kind of freezing up a little bit faster on me than what I liked. Oh, yeah. Um, But then that kind of leads me into uh, kind of running and gunning. Yeah. So what kind of setup, ideal setup for you that you're going to be, you're the kind of guy that you're on the run, you're making, you're punching two, three, four hundred holes a day. Um, so what are you doing? DeWalt 996, brushless, yep. with the biggest battery you can get, which I have the 9-amp. Flex volt, Flex volts. That sucker. We've never even killed it. Have, I mean, The I've, only time it slowed down is because it was super, super cold out. The the other advantage with, I think, bigger batteries, they're less affected by the cold. Yeah. You know, you, if you keep them warm at the start of the day, you're, you're still There's running. There's just a lot of core in there yeah. for them to hold. Still heat. a lot of power in them. Yep. Um, on a clam plate, just for extra stability ease and, and keeps everything I love that clam ice. plate, man. Yep. Keeps your drill from sitting in the slush. Yep. You know, um, and then seven inch hand auger, the laser, new blades. I just do new blades every year. Yep. Give my old blades blades to Brett. He yep. uses them again. Oh yeah, they'll work. Oh, I haven't <laughs> used them yet. They're still on there. <laughs> um, and we just rip through ice. Yeah. Um, really I mean, that's the, what you're really looking for in that kind of setup is speed. That you, I mean, at mm-hmm. the, at that point, the bottleneck is how fast can you walk to the next spot that you want to cover. Oh yeah. And yep. then also. Kind of ergonomics. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to fatigue yourself yep. uh, drilling holes. And, and then you got to go back and too, So you're yeah. not bending over. I that, mean, that's that what I found myself with the gas augers. I was freaking fatigued after drilling 20 holes. And oh, yeah. I had to go take a break. That's a workout. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, that really transitions you right into the basin crappies. Yeah. Because um, yeah, that's a situation them. where you're running and gunning. Yep. You're running. It's a situation where you got to, once you find the school, you need to start drilling some holes also. Or you need a buddy to start drilling some holes. 
Yeah. So you can keep on that school. Yeah. And that's a really cool bite when you can get on it and have another guy help yep. hold fish where you're at. Yep. You know, the main thing would be if you're seeing a lot of marks, you can kind of tell their crappies on your flasher just yep. by the way they're stacked up. Yep. And and crappies like to do that. They If you see underwater camera footage of them, they're kind of at all different depths, different depths, but they're all kind of in a big ball. But they're at the, they're, they're at a similar total water column depth, mm-hmm. but the, the crappies might be hanging from five to 15 foot, mm-hmm. but it's all going to be in a 20 foot water column. Yeah. Sort of situation, if that yep. makes any sense. Yep. Um, so yeah, what's, what's your tactic for drilling out a, you're going after a basin crappie bite. What's your tactic for drilling to start with? I, I kind of just, I, I don't know. I could just run a line maybe 30, 40 feet and drill every five feet or so. Yep. And then we'll make a turn and drill five feet away. Yep. And I'll alternate. So it's kind of like you drill one hole, you, you hop over the other one. And then when you get to the end, you go and you put one in the middle of where those other holes were. Yep. But, but five feet over in one direction and then just go. Work your way so back. it's kind of like a checkerboard. Yep. Style. Zigzag back and forth. It, when I, when you look at like on the flasher, you can see on the, the LX series, you can see the cone angle mm-hmm. that you're at and how much of the bottom you're seeing. Yep. And you kind of envision where that's actually the spread that you're getting on the bottom. That's really where you want to be. Ideally, yep. you could have some system where it's like, okay, we're in 18 feet of water. So we need to be four and a half feet apart from, apart each, from other each other. Apart from each other so I can see circle. what's going on. Yeah. So yep. you like draw just a big circle around it and you need holes that far apart, that far apart. See, that's a situation where I'd need that. I'd want that if I knew there were fish there. Yeah. I'm not searching at that point. At that point I've found them and I'm trying to stay on them. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I, that's when it would be key, um, to get by with yep. your normal GP yep. or your normal flasher situation. But that's where the Garmin guys with live scope and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, live yeah. view and all that pan optics. Yeah, that's where you yep. have the advantage. But mm-hmm. you can get by with it now, yeah. If you're fishing, yeah, I don't know, say 30 foot of water, say crappies are suspended in 15, so your cone angle's down, it's probably 8 foot wide at that point maybe if you have it on a wide angle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just start pinning them at 4.5 foot Yep. increments, and then you, you can see everything. You know exactly yep. where those fish are moving and where they're going. Um, another thing, a nice thing that, that to have is when you're fishing with a buddy is – Obviously, you can drill twice as many holes if you have two augers. Oh, yeah. I mean, now that we both run those clam plate seven-inch augers, I mean, we can punch 50 holes in two minutes, yeah. two and a half minutes. <laughs> um, but then having that buddy, so you're on the school, and they're looking for the school. They're they're looking for – you can start to get a, an idea of the direction that yeah. that school is wanting to move. Yep. That's that's the hard part. That takes some, some – Basin crappie fishing by yourself on out. a new body of water is tough. Yep. And then add into that, you're trying to figure out what they want to bite on that day. Yep. Their mood, you know, are they coming up and ripping your bait? Are they, yep. you know, negative and neutral and you're kind of, you're trying to coax them in, just having a heck of a time. Um, or maybe you go out and you see a ton of sweet marks and you go out and you catch four or five and they're all, you know, six, seven inch fish. Well, that's, to me, that's always been the tough part is when you do go and find that four or five is staying on them because then they go away and you still try to fish that hole a little longer than you should yeah, have. sure. And then you don't know where they went. Yep. Um, so it's kind of, you you're, you try to coax them back. Yeah. And you're like, shit, now what do I do? Don't fall then you for try the to, decoy. Then you try to punch around again quick. And then yep. before you know it, you're, you're back to ground zero again. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So being able to identify that and what you're looking at and saying, okay, the school moved. Let's go punch some hole. I want some holes in a immediate circle around me. Mm-hmm. 
Let's start see if I can figure out where they went. Yeah. And then also not getting suckered into fish in the bottom. Keep that bait oh, yeah. up. Yep. Um, so they can see it coming in. Yep. And like basins, like we're talking here, it, there's probably a basin in any lake. Could be considered oh, yeah. a basin. Yep. You know, we're talking the kind of the the average deepest ish part of the lake, or maybe it's something that's kind of featureless, but uh, that's that's where fish like crappies like to go and spend their winter. Yep. You know, not early ice, not late ice. That's you know, dead of the winter ice. Um, and yep. that's kind of what got ice fishing. You know, when I think of ice fishing, that's what I think of. You think of the basin crappie of, bite. You, you know, you pick a spot on the lake where you're like, yep, that's the deepest spot right there. We're you go out there, drill some holes, you know, middle of January and February and try and catch some fish. Fall ass backwards into a basin crappie bite. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get on get on one of those tomorrow. I know that I'm pumped that I can start fishing water that I want to fish. Yep, and I can go where I want to go. Before, prior to this week, you know, we got on the ice a few times, but we were kind of very restricted on the bodies of water we could go to, and really kind of restricted on where we could even go on those bodies of water. Oh yeah, we were fishing the safe ice rather than fishing the fish that we wanted to yes. get after. Yep, yep, and it's just hard to. Hard to get that balance when the weather was not cooperating. I mean, it was 50 degrees, like we said last week. Yeah, I mean, obviously you gotta yeah. you gotta be safe, but yeah, I'm pumped to be able to kind of get out and do what we want to do now. Kind of do our thing, hit a few few new bodies of water. Yep, yep, and just just having that resource of all the different ponds around town and around the Des Moines area to to try and oh yeah, hopefully have have some success on. Yeah, and that's one thing I would say. Uh, surprisingly enough, you know, when we started this podcast, I really wanted to center around, you know, Des Moines ice fishermen fishing in Iowa, that mm-hmm. sort of deal. Shit, I'd say less than 20% of our viewers are from Iowa. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> we got a lot of people in Minnesota. Yeah. Wisconsin. The Northeast. Northeast. Canadians. Canadians. Um, oh yeah. All over. Lake of the Woods. Place. You Lake live of in, the Woods. You live in freaking a destination body of water and you listen to two guys talk about fishing a pond <laughs> the size of your... Freaking backyard. No, it's it's great. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, where was I going with that? I don't know. I don't remember where I was going with that now. Well, we're not. We're we're still talking about Des Moines area type fishing. Yeah, but hopefully it's relatable to you guys wherever yeah. you're at. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Like everyone now. does a little bit different kind. I of remember fishing, now. But. So I mean, there's these urban ponds and parks mm-hmm. all over the country. Go check them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go right now, point two five miles away from my house and catch a nine and a half inch bluegill. Uh, amazing. Anybody can do that. Yep. This isn't some special pond, some special mecca. I mean, it's just a drainage freaking pond that Public comes off water. of a parking lot. Yep. And you just go out there and fish. The worst thing is this little drainage pond over here uh, in town that they 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 put a sign specifically. This is a drainage area. Okay. No ice fishing because it's not technically a pond. No, it's not. It's just a drainage gotcha. spot that w- water just collects. There are some freaking sweet crappies in there. Last, <laughs> it's probably been two years since I fished it, and uh, I mean, and it's just little. I mean, it's it's probably the, twice the size of my basement. And oh I mean, I, there's freaking it's twelve like inch bowl. There's freaking twelve inch crappies in that sucker. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Last time I was out, the police officer stopped by and said, "Hey, do you miss not see that sign?" I mean, of course I saw the sign, but I was like, "No, must have missed it." What do you mean? All these are fishable. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Oh, it says right in the city of Ankeny literature. No, nah, not that one's not. I know. I mean, that was literally just a ditch with a depression. <laughs> That's great. And so I don't know. Somebody put some fish in it. But at yeah, some point. Every, you you talk about like even in the summer, like river fishing. 
everyone discounts rivers where it's like, nah. That's where the best fishing's at. It's whatever. I'm not, it's too muddy. It's too whatever. Well, some of it sketches you out too, especially taking a boat out there. Yeah. Uh, You don't want to bust your prop because you don't know the bottom content and there's shit floating in the water. And then also fishing from shore, you're always snagging stuff in the river because it's just not as consistent. But there's some fish in there. There's some hog daddies in there. Yep. Well, the Iowa State record walleye was caught right downtown here in Ankeny, Mm -hmm. Des Moines River. Yeah. Yeah. Frick. Jeez. What was that, like 31 <laughs> and a quarter or something? Uh, I have no idea. It was in like 32? the 60s or the 80s, oh, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So, Got anything else to talk about tonight? No, all I'm going to be doing is dreaming about legit ice fishing tomorrow. Good. We got a nice six up. inches of snow. Yep. We'll be able to snow in the shack yep. tomorrow. Yep. Really heat that sucker up. Come and get warm. Go back out. Yep. Drill pile holes. Oh, yeah, it's going to be windy. Catch too. a pile of crappies. Oh. Get cold, come back in, Sweet. warm up, go back out, repeat. Try the ice defense out, bring some snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be, oh, maybe we'll just order a Casey's pizza on the ice. All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> See, Let's there's beauty that, number one. Let's not do that gravy pizza again. Don't get so That's worried okay, about though. going out into the boonies because, you know, service isn't that <laughs> yeah, great. Exactly. I can just go here in town and have a freaking large pizza delivered to me on the ice. Yep. We're out in the middle <laughs> of this pond. Just set it along the bank if you don't want to come out. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, tune in next week. We'll be talking about some more cool stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the topic's going to be, but... Yeah, we're just going to play it by ear and talk about what we want to talk about. So. Hopefully something shakes out tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good time. So, Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. To the Short Rod Show.